Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Housing for the Aged Action Group, Hague for short, a housing group for older people run by older people, present Raise the Roof every fourth Wednesday of the month. We advocate for affordable, secure and appropriate housing. So listen up every fourth Wednesday from 6 to 6.30 on 3CR 855 on your AM dial. Uh, that's right. This is The Hag Show. I'm Shane. Thanks for uh, Renegade Economist for their show. Uh, I'm joined in the studio today by Aoife Cook, no stranger to the 3CR listenership. Um, thanks very much for coming in. Hi, Shane. Um, so on the 3rd of July, Hag launched its uh, new or at least expanded retirement housing advice service. Um, you've been in doing retirement housing work at Hag for a little while now. Um, do you want to tell us a bit about the new service or what's changed? Um, so the new service is a kind of bigger, better and longer uh, funding stream that we've uh, been handed by Consumer Affairs Victoria. Um, The clients that we have been working with are continuing to um, get services from us, but also there's a few extra aspects of this um, this new retirement housing advice service where we can support more people, we have more staff on it, and um, yeah, just a few tweaks here and there, Um, but we're very proud to have gotten that funding for the next um, four years. Yeah, so there's been a lot of publicity recently about uh, what a disaster, what a scam the uh, the industry is. I don't know what word you you'd use. Um, I'd say both of those. Both a few of more, those. <laughs> a few more. Um, so I mean, it is great that we've got this new thing, and it's going to involve some more policy work as well. And at a time when it seems like governments at state and federal level are thinking about what sort of policy changes are needed. Um, so, like I say, you've been doing this work for a while. What what are some of the main issues that uh, people have been coming to you for support around? Um, so, similar to what we've been doing in the past and also the new service that we're working on, we do really see the same issues come up over and over. A lot of people experience disputes with management and the nature of those disputes are often really um, kind of in the context of a bullying um, behavior and power differentials between the management and residents. You know, for, for those of you who don't live in retirement villages or in retirement housing, you know, all of us, many of us have had disputes with landlords in the past. Now imagine your landlord lived down the road from you. That's often what happens in retirement housing. You have the same kind of difficulties that many of us have, but you have that dispute right on your doorstep and you may not be able to escape from it. These disputes that often occur um, often are financial issues, and that's quite a a significant part of the complaints and the issues we deal with. Fees may be unfair, fees may be unfairly applied, and there may be charges for things that, you know, the retirement housing operators aren't entitled to, but they throw it in your contract anyway. Mm -hmm. We deal with a lot of unfair contract terms. Um, harsh and unconscionable contract terms and really that kind of covers a, a range of issues. Yeah 
The, um, and I mean, I guess in terms of that bullying, a couple of the things that seem to me to, to really compound it is on the one hand, just the kind of ageism that, that people often face from management in these parks. You know, I hear constantly from people about how infantilizing the, the management are towards them, mm. but also that they have like quite, you know, the, the residents or the tenants themselves have a lot of their own savings or, or capital tied up uh, in their residence and, and their ability to get that back or, you know, for their families to get it back when they leave is really tied up to, to a large extent with the management showing them some goodwill. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the this issue with retirement villages, I mean, with the exception of the not-for-profit ones, the for-profit retirement villages, and there was more and more of those recently as well, you know, you're paying in a certain amount, you're entitled to only a proportion of that back where the village has what's called deferred management fees, which is really a chunk of fees that you pay when you leave, either you pass away or you move into nursing home care or you just make another decision, there's a certain, usually a percentage that's minus off the cost. Now, the idea of this originally, you know, when this kind of started or this way of, um, you know, dealing with the consumer product started was that it makes it more affordable, right? So mm-hmm. the idea is that you pay a smaller amount in and then some of your management fees, whatever that refers to, is minus off at the end. So, you know, it's more affordable than buying a property. But of course, nowadays, so many of these properties are at market value mm. or are near market value. And a whole heap of them are above market value. So the purpose for this isn't clear. Yeah. Well, I mean, the purpose is clear. The purpose is for some people to make a lot of money <laughs> and for the residents to have their lifetime of savings Um tied up into their homes but of course when uh, this huge chunk of money has been taken off if you wish to leave you can't afford to leave anymore yeah and it causes so many difficulties for residents because in a way many people become trapped they may regret their decision at that stage but it's too late Mm. and there's nothing illegal about this it's a very unclear financial product and certainly you know the consumer action law center many consumer bodies have real you know, Anna Hag, of course, have real serious problems with these kinds of contracts. You know, I've even read recently people referring to these kind of deferred management fees as being worse than the type of products you find in the financial services sector. <laughs> or, you know, it's not clear whether it's a, you know, it's framed like a consumer product or whether it's like an insurance product or whether it's a tenancy. You know, it's a really unclear, unregulated way of charging people. And, you know, I mean, a lot of it comes down to a lot of the issues that we address comes down to the fact that when you're moving home and you're deciding on where you want to live and how you want to live, what lifestyle, you know, the, the financial decision making isn't it isn't the most prominent thought in your mind. You're thinking about your home, your family, your lifestyle. Of course, it's a financial decision, but, mm-hmm. you, you know, it's not like a you know, a business decision you might make or yeah. similar to that. You don't realize you need a degree in economics to work through the contract. Yeah. And so, of course, in those circumstances, we'd all sign paperwork that we then find out to be so much worse than we expected. And and, and that's really the character of some of these retirement village contracts. Yeah. I mean, the first, the first case that I picked up as part of this service was about a, a complicated contract, not in a retirement village, just in a, a regular kind of caravan park. And, uh, you know, I, I was quite shocked by some of, you know, I've worked in Tansy for a long time and certainly you see some dodgy things from real estate agents and, and you know, that sort of material. But this, this contract, you know, the, the person owned their caravan and rented the site and the contract allowed the owner to take 8.5% of the sale uh, if they sold the caravan. Huge the, money. The, the owner wasn't doing anything for that money. 
that there was no like what what was that for? It's like we'll just take a, a good almost a tenth of the value of your home, um, and you can like it or lump it. And you'll see that in res parks very similar as yeah. well. Um, just by coincidence, I've worked in a few res parks with charges like that, mm. and a certain charge goes to the real estate agents, a certain to the park, and <laughs> there's a number of places where they're all the same family. Yeah. You know, in small towns, you have the real estate agents and the park owner. They're all the same people. Yeah. And so they've really kind of set it up. There's no kind of competitiveness and the decisions being made. Yeah. Another good example of a, a very complicated case. Oh, it shouldn't be complicated, but it's turning out to be complicated because of the personalities involved that I'm dealing with at the moment is a contract where a retirement village contract where it states that the residents unit so the interior of their unit must be clean and free from dirt and now when you read something like that in a contract you're you know looking it's quite a large contract you're moving in you see that you're like sure i'm clean you 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 Mm -hmm. sign off sign the date and you don't think twice about it in this case the um, management of the retirement village are using that claim to I mean, I don't know how to say it except to really terrorize a very elderly woman in a really difficult position. Mm. People have different concepts of what clean is. I consider it clean. (laughs) I've been there. I've said it to her a few times. I'd comfortably live like this. Um, I'm not like the most house-proud person (laughs) in the world. But I mean, this is the point. The point is that we're all a bit different. Um, Free from dirt. How can your home be free from dirt? You live there. It's not an an object. It's your home. And the fact that her place isn't clean or free from dirt, according to the manager, mm-hmm. is is really giving him, him, you know, a sense of entitlement that he has written this completely unreasonable contract and now he's trying to enforce it. Now, to address this, we can look at consumer law, we can look at retirement village law, and that's what I'm working on at the moment. But it's just a good example of retirement villages where the contracts are wild some of them yeah like a lot of them yeah they're huge they could have hundreds of pages and they often do and they really just have whatever the managers have decided <laughs> to put in them um you know and and that really looks back to the parliamentary inquiry on retirement housing where one of the suggestions that came up was that people get legal advice or they're obliged to get legal advice before they move into these places because, mm. you know, even lawyers have trouble with these contracts, some of them. Yeah, well, that's what we hear sometimes from people calling up, isn't it? That they, you know, they talk to a lawyer, but the lawyer wasn't really familiar with the that sort of area. People often contact their local lawyer or their family yeah. lo- lawyer yeah. in this case. Um, I've certainly dealt with lawyers directly who don't even know which bit of legislation they're uh, they're working with so so thankfully hag exists <laughs> for that um yeah, yeah so i mean if sorry i didn't mean to interrupt but if you are having trouble along these lines you know if you've got a contract that you're not sure about or other issues in retirement housing we will be giving out our contact number at the end of the show um so get a, a pen and paper ready um we might uh hear a song right now and then we'll come back and talk some more about the ways that people are uh, fighting back and resisting the uh the issues that come up in retirement housing So this is going to be Bart Willoughby. We're going to hear Love Awakens With Me. Want to support 3CR's diverse and independent voices? Well, it's not too late and we still need your support. Donate now by calling 9419 8377 or donate online at www.3cr.org.au or post us a cheque or money order 
to Post Office Box 1277, Collingwood 3066. Uh, thanks very much. You are listening to The Hag Show on 3CR. Before that announcement, you heard Love Awakens With Me by Bart Willoughby. Um, I'm in the studio this week with Aoife Cook from Hag. Uh, we're talking about the new, you know, new and or expanded retirement housing advice service that Hag's running. Um, so do you want to talk a bit about like when we say retirement housing, what do we mean by that? So Who? retirement housing is... Um, yeah, retirement villages, caravan parks, residential parks, residential villages, and rental villages. Now, the differences between those, you can kind of get very technical and legal, but really a lot of them are people living in group settings, older people specific, or mostly older people, um, but independent living. Mm-hmm. So aged care and, and nursing homes are a whole other ball game. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty striking. I mean, it's great that Consumer Affairs are funding this, but it's pretty striking that um, we know that older people are the largest... Uh, increasingly largest growing sector of the private rental market, but private rental won't, isn't part of the of what they consider to be retirement housing, even though it's it's the actual housing for more and more retired people. Um, it's just my little side rant, but <laughs> all good. Um, and so, who who is eligible for the service? Okay, so. You know, it's an expanded service for a HAG, so there are more people who are eligible. So we're really happy about that. We're really happy to be able to support um, wider groups of people, and we hope our membership will increase with in line with that. Um, of course, we support people living in all of these different types of retirement housing, um, or those who are interested in retirement housing. Um, we support people with a low income, um, but as well as that, for the first time, we can now support people who experience financial disadvantage, is the language used, um, but might have assets. And so what that really means in practice is that, as we were speaking before the music, there's a whole range of people who have paid quite a huge sum of money to enter into a retirement village. After that, richer people, wealthier people obviously still have plenty of money to live on. But for some people, that really ties up all of their finances and they may just be living on the pension after that. And so you will find that there are people living in, you know, a really swish retirement village in a really fancy suburb, but their day to day income is extremely low. They can't afford a lawyer if they run into difficulties and they just can't access other supports. And so we're really delighted to be able to support those people now. And it's really people in that situation that have been the subject of a lot of the recent media attention that we were speaking yeah, yeah. about earlier. Um, people who are financially tied and it is one of the main issues. So it all fits fits really well together. Um, the last group of people that we support are people who are working with people in these situations, people living in retirement housing. So that might be a community worker, it might be um, a social worker in a hospital. I mean, really anyone. So anyone who's listening who works with clients or, or people in these situations. We do have children of older people always also contact us. Mm-hmm. We are a member organization and our priority is the older people themselves. But sometimes um, we do get permission from the older people to work with their children and that can mm-hmm. also be helpful. Yeah. So we were talking before mostly about kind of like legal or paralegal type issues and advocacy. And, and that's definitely something that we can help people with. But HAG as a community group has also always been about, you know, people organizing uh, in their own interests, older people organizing to support their own rights to housing. 
So I know that you've been working a bit with the Wonturna Residents Action Group, is that right? Yeah, definitely. Um, there's two groups I'd like to talk about, the Wonturna Residents Action Group, and there's a group at Dalesford Victorian Caravan Park as well. And both these groups are examples of campaigns that are being run that we're supporting. The Wonturna Group, we made a show on a few months ago as well, where um, there's 171 residents in Wonturna in the city of Knox in Melbourne who... Um, who basically were all given notices to vacate and the park is being shut down. They had just a year to, I suppose, just dismantle the park and move out. The residents there, the residents committee in particular, who we've been supporting, pulled together an extremely strong community campaign. Um, they got lots of support from the community. They got a lot of interest anyway from um, local politicians and state politicians, from organisations. But it's really the people on the ground that were doing a lot of work to um, communicate what was happening for them and to really push for a better deal from the developer mm -hmm. that is redeveloping the site and, and effectively leaving them all homeless. Yeah. And uh, what about Dalesford? Um, so the Dalesford Victorian Caravan Park is um, a relatively small park just outside of the town. The, um, there's a little kind of complexity that I'm just going to explain because um, it relates to the situation. And it, it relates to a lot of people living in caravan parks in areas that are considered of good tourist value. Mm -hmm. So this caravan park is on Crown land. In 2010... The government um, put out a policy to do it crown land, which basically said that there's it's no longer possible to excuse me, it's no longer possible to have permanent residency on crown land. Mm -hmm. Now, at the time, the managers of these parks were supposed to could do you know go through a process of supporting new people who might be coming into the caravan park to understand that you can no longer live there permanently, mm -hmm. to move, you know, residencies into annual contracts. So, you know, people who come for half a year, you know, for the summer perhaps, and then move on. And that's really the process that's supposed to happen over time. Yeah. Now, in the case of Dalesford Victorian Caravan Park, there's 11 permanent residents there who you know, according to the strictest interpretation of the policy, shouldn't be there because it's crown land and that should be open for tourists. Yeah. But of course, you also have to take a very practical approach. Some of these people are extremely elderly. They've lived there for over 30 years and they've nowhere to go. Yeah. There isn't public housing in the area that's available to them at all. There isn't community housing that's easily available at all. Um, and the policy was not implemented as it should have been since 2010. And so why now? Yeah. So the residents there are doing a media campaign. Um, they're looking for a flexibility in how the policy is applied. But really, the kind of context of this is that a new owner has bought the park and the owners uh, in the past have bought parks done them up and made a good profit so that is the fears of the residents you know it's not to say that that's exactly what they're doing but this is you know yeah. we don't know that we don't have that information but this is what the permanent residents are, are trying to fight against and what they're concerned about so they've really done a lot of work in Dalesford for a local media campaign really trying to get to the issues and it's really the minister um, Lily D'Ambrosio that they're trying to communicate with mm -hmm. I mean, it's really great to see this kind of organising because like we were saying earlier, often there's often a level of bullying in these kinds of kinds of housing and often individual residents and tenants can be too scared to try and assert their rights. So this sort of collective organising is really important in just the, the most basic level of people being able to demand 
what they're entitled to, much less what they need. Um, and certainly HAG for some time has been involved in supporting and setting up, uh, what do you call it, residence groups? Residence committees. Committees is the word that I'm after. Um, and we're really excited to keep continuing that work. Yeah, it's really important. I mean, the fear is just such a big part of this. Um, and neighbours do like to support each other and work to support each other mm. a lot of the time. And we can really support that work. We have info sheets and fact sheets around how a residence committee can work. We can come out and do training with your group about you know, getting set up and what's the best way to do things. We can give information and advice. We can visit your retirement housing um, to do that as well. So, you know, we really hope to support the good work that older people are already doing. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the, no one's pretending these laws aren't complex. They are. And we can often share that knowledge with residence committees to be... I mean, I know I sound <laughs> I know I sound like I'm running a business, but efficiency is really important. <laughs> People are doing a lot of good work. We can kind of cut through a lot of the mess yeah. and 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 just give the information that's needed. Um because people do get active. People do um do a lot of positive work. The One Turner group have been fabulous. The 1st of July, they were on the street out in One Turner, Mountain Highway it's cause, mm-hmm. and cars driving past their protest, beeping, support from the community all coming together. Yeah fabulous signs you know a really great protest a really great show of strength that's awesome well look we're almost out of time so we're just going to hear a couple of quick announcements and then we'll be back uh, and we will give out the contact info for anyone who was inspired by what you've heard from Aoife uh, and also from me uh, to get involved or to give us a call or to get some support Uh, we'll be right back Rumination. 3CR's Rooming House and Homeless Persons Issues Program, featuring information on health and housing services, as well as live local guests, artists and performers from our unsung community. Join us at 12pm on Thursday on 3CR 855am. assistance with daily tasks? Do your parents or grandparents? Australian Multicultural Community Services is a not-for-profit organisation providing help at home to seniors and their carers in Melbourne and Greater Geelong. Daily tasks like dressing, vacuuming, shopping or gardening can be difficult for seniors. Australian Multicultural Community Services support all eligible seniors with home care and personal care so that they remain independent while living at home. Get your loved ones the care they need. Call 9689 9170 to find out more. That's 9689 9170. A 3CR supporter. All right, so you're listening to The Hag Show on 3CR. If you want to get in touch with Housing for the Aged Action Group, uh, our number is 9654 uh, not only to get in touch with the retirement housing service that we've been talking about, but HAG still operates at same old, same old, that makes it sound so boring, uh, the same very exciting and dynamic home at last service that we've been operating for a few years. Five years um, of fabulous. Five years of fabulous. So if you have any sort of problems in your housing or you're thinking about the future, um, please get in touch and we'll be happy to help you. Again, that's 96547389. Um, thanks very much for coming in today, Eva. Cheers. All good. Uh, Going to leave you with a song by Habits. This is called MSG. Thanks very much for listening.